Hi everybody and hello to our audiences. Uh, I'm Dwanisha, workplace strategist and change management expert working with Zaita. Um, I cannot be happier about launching something that we've only been thinking of doing for a long time now. Podcasts. Podcasts that speak and cover everything about workplace. Uh, just to kick things off, we have a month-long series where we're covering uh, podcasts on the wholesome experience of workplace strategy itself, uh, beginning from uh, the, the times that we have been left in uh, and how the necessity for analyzing your people, your process and your uh, spatial requirements has become an hour of the need. Uh, to this, I would like to welcome my three main speakers today, uh, Smita, Nayak from Pune Zaita office, uh, Shilpa Revankar, founder Zaita and uh, Nupur who is a workplace strategist with us in our team. This podcast is fairly Zaita powered and I really want all of our listeners to know about uh, the capabilities that we have but more than that about what we are brewing up within our design studio on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I'm going to start with Shilpa. Shilpa is, uh, I think, fairly well known in the industry and everybody knows she is our uh, design backbone and artistry backbone. She comes with a bright passion and vision uh, for design and the entire uh, studio loves following in her footsteps. Uh, Smita is the mastermind behind both business, client management and operational uh, design operational perspectives. Uh, and she has the kind of relationship skills that will leave everybody in awe. Nupur, our young, bubbly, energetic uh, workplace strategist who brings so much research, so much uh, uh, content to our team that, she, that her vision for strategy helps uh, us transform people, lifestyles and, 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 and club meaningful design into everything that we do. So welcome all you ladies and uh, thank you for uh, being part of this series over here and most importantly helping us kickstart it. Thank you so much for having us here Dwani. Yeah absolutely I'm lo so looking forward for being a part of this podcast. Thanks guys. So quickly going back to what we're talking about today uh, the podcast is going to speak about design itself and more than design about resilience within design about the need for scenario planning about the need for thinking about the future everything has changed at a highly rapid pace over the last two years and we've seen how every organization every rule every process have been challenged and there have been difficulties in trying to actualize your goals uh, what has happened now would have been considered unthinkable of just two years back but we've been brought down to our knees uh, and we've been told that there are so many different ways to do the same things we've refused to do in different ways over the past 20-30 uh, odd years uh, with the growth of startup culture uh, the era that we now call great resignation and uh, the pandemic uh, fueled energy that has uh, uh, engulfed all of the youth of the corporate culture i'd really love to bring on shilpa and speak a little bit about how to stay relevant in times that are changing so rapidly and so frequently hey Dwani, uh, i'm really excited to be a part of this and sharing the stage with you three inspiring ladies <laughs> uh, and it's an amazing introduction that you've given 
uh, about me uh, to talk about your question. Twenty first century twenty is actually kind of refined several aspects of our workspace industry. Uh, the exponential technological growth and the disruption has uh, completely changed business landscape. Uh, for us to be relevant at this point of time, uh, you know, out inventing ourselves. Uh, or this is on the top level, right? Like really high level, out inventing ourselves uh, with tech and design. We we also call ourselves as a tech and design company. So every time a new feature comes in, we're giving that to our clients so that they are smoothing their processes by enabling the features of tech through you know through design or through operations. And uh, second thing is keeping in space, uh, keeping the right pace with our clients, and staying in tune with their needs, and always solving their challenges and problems. And for us, creating a solution to their problems is something which is which we are driven from our culture. So you know that's that's something which keeps us relevant at today's day and time. Yes, absolutely, Shilpa. It's definitely important to envisage what tomorrow will bring forth. and uh, equally important to be prepared to deal with uncertainties right uh, so the ability to be able to see different possibilities in order to make uh, better decisions now becomes a tool to stay relevant in future isn't it and um, it would start with probably creating scenarios for business to make assumption about possible probable and even preferable futures and how business environment will change as a result of these occurrences two simple steps for the same would probably be to identify specific risk or i would say alternate realities estimate their effects on the three aspects of work very important the space the people uh, and the process or the policies um for instance you know the way ai and robotics are advancing and evolving There's an excitement for all the possibilities that it can unfold, and of course, there's also constant apprehension too on how it could disrupt, and uh, you know what could the possible future be in in such case. Um, I would say uh, overwhelming loss of jobs, right? And uh, this possible future cure definitely does not help us stay relevant. Uh, now let's. look at what the probable future would look like uh, that could be say new employment opportunities that would require reskilling and also uh, for the businesses looking at new strategies on how to utilize automated innovations right that sounds pretty much uh, exciting but i would say scenario 3 uh, would be the what i call the preferable future that we would want to say or we would want to write well with ai here mars is probably not the limit right so the preferable future would then be humans and ai working together and uh, what we would see then then definitely is much greater efficiency for businesses so remember future is being written as we speak and staying relevant is extremely important for all of us okay so um smita what i'm hearing is that uh yes while uh, technology for whatsoever reasons is re- reinventing itself right uh we will have to look at the workforce of the workplace in in very different lens even today i this is this is me personally i know wh- when you speak about the entire 
loss of jobs uh, scenario and the fears that have been penetrating uh, the market for a long time uh, it's just that instead of uh, seeing jobs reduce we're seeing jobs multiply but the nature of jobs required a lot of your um, tools provide you with the ability to run organizations to run your uh, admin processes to simplify your operations even something as simple as facility management in our industry is being handled by apps and machines but those apps and machines right now require humans to sit behind the computer and code for it right so um i i do agree with you when you say that the possibilities are endless but we are going to look to the future and we are going to have to adapt uh, company to company uh, business to business how we will require our workforce to change and what are the what are the possible changes that may happen to to enable our workforce to redefine itself every couple of years yeah but that that's me and i i sort of agree with you over there uh, I believe Nupur had something to say about uh, you know uh, the same, and she was a little enthusiastic about uh, speaking about the future along the same lines. Am I wrong, Nupur? Yeah, uh, definitely, Dwani. Uh, I think I've always been very curious about human-centered design research, and in my experience during the entire journey, the thing I learned was to look ahead. You might not always need to look forward. Sometimes, in fact, you need to look backwards. or take a pause and just realize the problems which actually exist so i would say for example uh, if you see for years people have been working in a very static work environment where uh, there are very fixed kind of uh, setups you have to sit the entire day on a desk which is very uncomfortable and did not offer any choice and autonomy much later in 1990s somebody realized that this problem exists and made a motorized height adjustable desk you see it's not that the problem was not there but it was not having realization that the problem exist so i would say uh, you see it's not just about seeing the unseen but it's also about thinking about the things that nobody had thought about the things we have seen good so we have two great i think uh, short summary for us over here right one is saying look to the future the second is saying adapt when you're seeing the changes around you and the third is saying take a break pause for a moment and understand what's already going wrong identify your pain points and i think this is a great this is a great approach to just think about how to prepare for more future proofing as as the it word of the current times fantastic tell me that now that we've heard all this what what would be the key considerations or the key requirements of thinking about design from the perspective of future proofing because i am not very fond of the word proofing but at least being future ready in some way very interesting question then design of spaces to make them more future ready in structures resilient requires incorporating four considerations first one being scalability from a perspective of designing the operation that can expand or contrast based on the given scenario second one adaptable inclusion that is spaces and technology that can be seamlessly integrated to make one space adaptable to a point where it can be assigned for multiple functions third point is ability to create timely reinvention is constantly forgotten that 
paces and technology are updating at an alarming frequency where electricity is now a trash word. Everyone wants to see something new as often as possible. This means A. Designs needs to be timeless. B. Workspace elements must be created keeping in mind they may need revisions in short timeline with minimal cost intervention. For instance, war color or graphics should have the ability to change overnight along with the way team wants to reconfigure their workstation based on the new sizes. Fourth and very important aspect is environmental concentration. Knowing that real estate is the largest contributor to the waste generation and management, designers need to start being sensitive to every company's pledge to net carbon zero as an ambition and adapt the same for themselves. Making informed choices during product and sourcing selection, evaluating designs to ensure the best use of management of lighting, energy and pollutions are little things that will positively affect the long-term health and wellness of employees. Resilience is a fantastic technique to test existing mental maps of our people and allow them to perceive new possibilities and prepare them for the future. Wow, Shilpa, this is a very detailed step-by-step uh, -step approach on how to prepare for resilience in terms of workplace design and from the designer's perspective, right? Uh, thank you so much for that. But uh, moving on, we need to also speak about the organization's point of view and the user's point of view for the same. Uh, am I right, Smita? Yes, so absolutely. Bringing forth resilience in design is so important to plan uh, future scenarios. Um, has changed in the last two years, creating customized scenario for our clients based on their business needs and their business growth is so important, uh, which means eventually how the future of workplace would look like for, for them as an end user is, is extremely important. And this would also mean responding with our well-researched design under each scenario, right? Like for example, if we realize during our interaction with the client that they have green policies and sustainable initiatives being incorporated as a part of their business or as a part of their vision statement. Uh, as designers, it would be extremely important to create scenarios which will help them achieve uh, reduced carbon footprint, uh, sustainable, uh, 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 an absolutely sustainable workplace with all necessary ROIs and scalability options, um, some of which Shilpa has already spoken about, right? Uh, the other important aspect is also while physical workplace will see more agile and flexible work units, technology will surely foster new models to communicate and ideate. So be it immersive ideation corners or say occupant solutions, all of which will enhance employee experience from an end user perspective. And this uh, definitely will improve their productivity and contribution to the company too. So as designers, we have to support these future scenarios with sustainable initiatives and more purposeful design. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Smita. As we have all observed during the entire transformation in last two years towards the way we work, it has been very difficult for certain organizations to initially navigate, not because lack of resources, but because they didn't ha know how to operate when someone is working remotely. They didn't have their policies in place. Companies run helter-skelter and talk about retention and comfort preceding the conversation of performance and productivity. 
besides the financial benefits they are providing to their employees but they are also have considering humans in the center while designing their policies whether it be wellness quality of work life diversity and inclusion or work life balance several companies have made declarations on their website putting the people first approach they have subsidized investment in electronics so that employees could work from home these companies are about autonomy about choice and control being in the employees pocket instead of the employers the thing i want to say is that it's not just about the physical space but it's also about the policies and processes which need to evolve similar to humans fantastic so we've heard about policy we've heard about design uh we've heard about processes and people and culture uh i'd love to know about some insightful trends or some uh insights that you think are going to be key takeaways uh for the change and how things are going to evolve into the future okay i would say that workspaces have evolved in leaps and bounds so not just with respect to brick and mortar physical office but also with respect to the culture of workplace by itself 10510 office cute to today we are looking at seamless work zones which cater to different ergonomic settings and in fact mood type of work in hand and it's all about work experience today so looking at a workplace as a box fitting in people will no longer work with millennials and gen z's right the workplace today is a strategic asset that needs to satisfy well-being efficiency and effectiveness of people working together a classic example like a traditional office which saw senior management getting private offices but come to think of it they are also the people who are extremely agile interacting with people from or employees from several other departments and attending meetings uh so do they really require private offices question because similarly employees who report to the senior management may need private offices to us to do a certain focus task so so it's all about keeping it flexible and letting people choose from where when and how they do their job absolutely madam and one thing that i have to say this industry the corporate workspace industry is it's an inspire, inspiring uh, uh, industry for me um, and way things are evolving and changing uh, exactly like the way it's mentioned um, it's 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 no other industry has changed as much uh, in such a short time and there's a big uh visible change uh alignment of workspace uh with the company's culture still stands extremely extremely strong and that's an important aspect while uh we are currently sort of learning like in workspace or a lab space or a testing lab space to pg so it's all it all acts like one big space that have right type of securities redundancies in place uh you know based on the need and the requirement you can adapt it to a task uh, you can adapt it to a workstation or you can adapt it to a uh, you, you can adapt it to a lab space it's all you know adapt as you grow kind of a concept and it's extremely extremely flexible uh, so one aspect is that and the second aspect is your sort of uh, creating spaces on you know as, as 
updates need a fair artist uh you're creating a day one day two scenario where you're actually making it hybrid where you know clients want uh spaces that could make it like more like home and tomorrow you could convert it based on the way the office functions so all of that options are uh all that options you can see uh, like the way you're evolving a good example is uh Netflix right the way it went from selling the DVDs to you know streaming in streaming in the OTTs to film production house it's always evolving and it's moving similarly i see that same alignment happening in the workspace as well it's pivoting it's evolving as it's uh, you know sub, uh, as it's solutioning to the client and and just taking along from there right uh summarizing what shilpa and smita have said while all of this is a need of the hour and a requirement uh we do know that there is a fear that surrounds these kind of large investments of time money and planning without knowing what for certain is actually going to happen uh what is the best way to address those fears yeah exactly it one i think success can be scarier than failure as business evolve each new stage create new challenges and opportunities many businesses fail during the growth stage not because they are having trouble securing new ideas but because they do not know how to scale up for growth the thing is organizations need a plan and even though it might change as you go along having a road map will ensure that you are moving in the right direction there is a very beautiful quote that change becomes an opportunity for prepared mind and i would say if disruption is the only constant we should be ready for it right now thank you so much for uh, putting it across so aptly uh, for us Nupur Shilpa and Smita, and uh, giving all of our listeners a few takeaways and a few points on how to be prepared, how to be, how there is possible to be a little more resilient for the future. I'd just like to say on a personal note that uh, I believe while we prepare, analyzing the existing, uh, analyzing the past is extremely important, as important as analyzing the possible futures, because. Uh, the mistakes that are discovered and what went wrong uh that's a beautiful question and even more beautiful answers come out of it helping us prepare better for what's next uh thank you so much for joining me today it's been a pleasure and i hope our listeners have enjoyed this as much as i have thank you doni for having us here it was indeed a pleasure to interact with you shilpa and nupur have a lovely evening everyone uh, thanks to anish shilpa and smita it was such an insightful conversation